beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made which has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him everyone might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives life to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The words became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Well, a very warm welcome to everyone. My name is Jonathan Gregory. I'm one of the uh, pastors here at City Church. Lovely to see you. Uh, if you are here and visiting, uh, we'd love to welcome you afterwards and have some refreshments afterwards. Uh, we're celebrating Christmas, and Christmas is a great time to celebrate, isn't it? There's many things at Christmas. As associated with Christmas, there are great and wonderful tinsel, family gatherings, parties, presents, turkey, uh, Michael Bublé, depending on your uh, choice of music. Uh, All of these things combine to make Christmas just a wonderful time of year. But in contrast, Christmas is also not just associated with those things, it's also associated with darkness. Uh, And Christmas brings with it the darkness of shorter days and longer nights. So today we had seven hours and 42 minutes of daylight and the sun set at 3.53 p.m. And it's still going to get darker as we get to the 21st of December. But the short days are not the only type of darkness that we experience at Christmas. We also experience the darkness of our circumstances, don't we? Half a million families, as it said in the, 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 the video with Glenn Scrivener, will have an empty chair at the dinner table this Christmas. 27% of young people in their late teens to early 20s will be suffering from uh, health problems, particularly mental health problems. And in 2010, a survey of, uh, of, of people, 18% of people said that they actually dreaded Christmas. wonder whether some of those uh, might be here saying, oh, I, actually, I don't really like Christmas. I, I dread it. And 19% said they hated Christmas parties. 19%. And so for many people, Christmas is not the most wonderful time of the year. Maybe you feel that. There's darkness of the short days, and then there's the darkness of our circumstances. But there's also a third kind of darkness, the darkness in our own hearts. Here's what one person wrote. 
Do you ever wonder why Christmas can be so strained at times? We are surrounded by the people we love the most, and yet they are the ones to, uh, to whom we speak most harshly. We reserve our worst behavior, our bitterest words, our ugliest selfishness for those we call our loved ones. And we have darkness in our own hearts. I wonder whether we recognize that darkness in our own hearts this Christmas. That actually, as Christmas comes along, we can be horrible to the people we love the most. Well, how do we react to those three types of darkness? Dark days, dark circumstances, dark hearts. Well, our culture's common response is to try and make merry whatever the circumstances. So we go to great lengths cooking a lovely Christmas dinner and have festive drinks to go along with it. And a good Christmas dinner does bring great joy. Already I've seen both Jamie Oliver and Nigella Lawson telling me how to cook the best Christmas dinners. And they look amazing. The dinners, not Jamie Oliver and Nigella Lawson. Uh, we throw Christmas parties. And if you're not in that 18, 90% where you don't like Christmas parties, it's a great time to have friends around and enjoy one another and enjoy and celebrate. They're a lot of fun, aren't they, as Christmas parties? And then we buy a real fir tree or a, a fake tree that is as, 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 as close to real as possible. And we decorate it, and it is beautiful, and it is wonderful. And as, as we see wonderful trees decorated uh, beautifully, they warm our hearts in a dark time of year. And God has given us these good gifts of food and friends and fir trees, and we make great use of them at Christmas. And God intends us to make good use of them at Christmas because he's a good God, and he longs to give good gifts to people. But the joy that they bring, and they do bring joy, But the joy that they bring cannot go deep enough to transform the darkness in our circumstances. If we're lonely, if we're missing that one person at the Christmas dinner table, or the darkness in our hearts. You know, the joy of food and friends and fir trees cannot go deep enough to remove the darkness we experience in our own hearts. The selfishness, uh, the arguments, all those different things. And we don't have a lasting answer to that darkness created by our circumstances or by uh, our hearts. But as we read the Bible and and, uh, hear more about the God of the Bible, it gives us an explanation as to why we don't have lasting answer to the darkness we experience, why fir trees and presents and parties just won't cut it. Because the Bible says that God is light, and if you want your circumstances and your heart to be light instead of darkness, then you need to be in relationship with God. But human beings don't want God in their lives because all of us have turned our backs on God and walked away out of the light. And the problem is, is if you walk away from the light, uh, then you're walking into darkness, aren't you? And our life circumstances are dark and our hearts are dark because we've all turned our backs on God and walked away from the source of the light, which is God himself. And in fact, the darkness that we see in our circumstances, in our hearts, are meant to act like a dashboard warning light in a car. They're meant to alert us that something is not quite right and that we need to go back to the maker and get something fixed. And God sees the darkness in our circumstances, the loneliness, the depression. Uh, He also sees the darkness in our hearts. And he knows that we cannot change that darkness ourselves. And so his heart just melts in compassion for us. Because as human beings have walked away from the light into the darkness, we may have chosen the darkness, but the compassionate response of God is to send the light chasing after us. 
chasing after us into the darkness. And that is what happened at the first Christmas. Light entered into the world. God the Son, Jesus Christ, born of a Virgin Mary uh, in Bethlehem, stepped into history. And John takes two lines to describe Jesus coming to the world. So Nick very helpfully and powerfully read uh, the, the passage there on the back of your orders of service. We just have a look at two lines, line four and line five. It'd be really helpful if you have a little look at that, line four and line five. In, in him, in Jesus, was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So Jesus, the light of all mankind, stepped into the darkness of this dark world. We are often, aren't we, overcome by the darkness we experience. Sometimes we can't beat it. But Jesus wasn't overcome. The darkness wasn't able to overcome Jesus. He was the light of all mankind. And when Jesus came into the world, the darkness had to retreat. And so Jesus, the light of all mankind, came into the world to chase after human beings who had chosen darkness rather than light, chosen their own way rather than God's a relationship with God. And he draws near to people living in darkness to invite them to step back into the light, into a relationship with him. But in order for someone to step back into the light of the Lord Jesus, the darkness in their hearts, in our hearts, needs to be dealt with. And at the beginning of Jesus' life, he was laid by his mother in a wooden manger. But at the end of Jesus' life, he was nailed to a wooden cross by his enemies. And Jesus' enemies did this because when light comes into the world, and you actually quite like doing the dark dark things in, in, in your dark hearts, then the most logical answer about when light comes in and you want to continue to do the things you want to do is let's get rid of the light. And so the light uh, was nailed to a cross and they killed him. And yes, as Jesus died on the cross, he took on all our dark deeds that we've done that separate us from the God of light. Because you see, light and darkness, they can't coexist in the same place, can they? When you go home tonight, later on, and you go back into your dark house and you flick a switch, the light comes on and the darkness flees away. Well, in a similar way, if we're going to be friends with the source of light, which is God, then we need the darkness in our hearts dealing with. Someone has to pay for the darkness of our hearts. That's what Jesus did on the cross. He took on all the darkness in our hearts And he bore the cost of them. He died, and then on the third day rose again to life. And the cross allows the light of the world, Jesus, to come to all of us this evening and say, I know your darkness, the darkness of your heart, the darkness of your circumstance. I'm chasing after you. Let me be your light. Let me be the cost of your dark heart. Pay the cost of your dark hearts on the cross. I'll pay for all the times you're selfish and unloving and ungracious and rude and uh, full of hate. And then let me transform your heart into a heart of light. And that's a wonderful offer, isn't it? If we become uh, friends with Jesus, we can uh, have our hearts transformed. So instead of getting angry when the people we love the most on Christmas Day um, argue over who's going to do the washing up or argue over whether... um, you go, you go to the jail and, or you go to some free parking on Monopoly and pick up the money or not. But instead of arguing, Jesus can transform our hearts so that we are selfless, like him, and to serve others. 
And Jesus offers to bear the cost for all those things our dark hearts have thought and said and done, and to transform our dark hearts into hearts of light. And he makes that offer to all of us here this evening. And that's the message of Christmas. That's why I want to celebrate that. That's why it's great joy and great uh, good news. The source of light, Jesus, comes into the world and chases after people who've turned their back on him. And I wonder what you make of that. I wonder whether that's something you've ever heard before. Maybe it's new. Uh, maybe you have heard it before, but you've got some questions. You may want to go away this Christmas and have a think about some of these things that we've been talking about. Maybe your interest has been uh, 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 piqued or aroused uh, about what, what this offer uh, is. If that's you, then there's a couple of things you could, you could take away if you wanted to. On the table on the way out and also the table uh, in the foyer, there's this, four kinds of Christmas. So if you remember the video, uh, Glenn Scrivener, the, the, uh, the Australian guy in the video, is doing the, the spoken word. Uh, he has written that, uh, the four kinds of Christmas. And it's really helpful in just working through this, this idea of light and darkness. Why don't you take away that and have a read of that? Or maybe you, you've been interested a little bit about um, what's been said uh, in that first chapter of John, who's written a biography of Jesus' life. Well, we've got these uh, free uh, biographies of Jesus' life written by John. Wouldn't it be uh, awesome just to go away and read a biography about someone's life who started Christmas, the Lord Jesus Christ? Alternatively, you might be someone who likes to, to verbally process. And if that's you, in the new year, we're starting uh, an evening called Reason for God. It's on these little flyers. We eat a meal together in our, uh, our building in Tiverton Road, and there's an opportunity to talk about the claims of Christianity and ask any questions that you may have. And the flyers again on, on your way out. Thank you so much for listening. All that's left for me to do is pray, uh, pray for us to have a very happy Christmas. Let's pray uh, together. Loving God, help us to remember the birth of Jesus, that we may share in the song of the angels, the gladness of the shepherds and the worship of the wise men. Close the door of hate and open the door of love all over the world. Let the kindness come with every gift and good desire, with every greeting. Deliver us from evil by the blessing which Christ brings. And teach us to be merry with clear hearts. Amen.